Hey friends, welcome to the Make Life Matter podcast. I'm your host, Angela Donatio, Bible teacher, author, and adventure junkie. Join me each week for compelling conversations with leading voices that encourage us to ground our worth in the word instead of the narrative of the world. Together, we'll discover miracles in life's messy moments and make our lives matter no matter what. Here's this week's episode. It's Fearless Friday on the Make Life Matter podcast. And each Friday, I share a short but impacting devotion, or I get to introduce you to some of my fearless friends who are making their life matter for the kingdom. And the music you just heard is from my special guest today, my fearless friend, Kelly Haddock. Kelly is a singer, a songwriter, a wife, and a mom. A former widow, Kelly has lived through tragedy and found hope and joy on the other side. Her music draws from real-life stories of beauty, heartache, hope, and the celebration of life. The Thank You Project, a short film featuring Kelly's story of gratitude after tragedy, has attracted more than 150 million views. Her albums include All Shall Be Well, offering a refreshing splash of 25 classic hymns featuring ukulele and her lovely vocals, and her Christmas album, Peace on Earth. Kelly's music is a reminder that no matter what life brings, Love will have the last word and hope is possible. Welcome, Kelly. I'm so excited to have you here on the podcast. Thank you, Angela. It's so wonderful to be with you and have this time together. Well, I love following you on Instagram because you radiate joy and hope. And I always know when I scroll across your page or I see something you posted, um, it just, it just lights up my, my day. And I know it does so many others. And, you know, I'll be, I'll be honest, I had followed you for some time on Instagram and then I saw a post that you shared and you talked candidly about the great loss and tragedy that you suffered and the loss of your husband. And I was very taken back for a moment because I thought, wait a minute, this beautiful woman who radiates so much joy, radiates so much hope is intentional about sharing a message of hope with us has come through unimaginable pain and all the more, I stopped right that moment from watching your Instagram and I clicked onto your website. I share, I, I read your full testimony of what you've been through. And I knew immediately that I wanted you to share here on the podcast. So I would love for you to just share your story, Kelly, and tell us how it is possible to live in this kind of joy, despite the tragic loss of your husband. Well, um, thank you, Angela. Um, you are seeing me many years into a grief journey. And so we all grieve in different ways and at different paces. And that's really important to be patient with ourselves and patient with our stories and patient with the process. Um, several years ago, my husband and our baby boy and I were in a horrific car accident. 
My husband was killed instantly, and our baby and I were life flighted to the hospital where our son fought for his life. I miraculously walked out of the hospital that evening over to the children's hospital where our baby was in the pediatric intensive care unit. The doctors told me that he had a traumatic brain injury, multiple strokes, and uncontrollable bleeding on his brain. And they said that if he lived, he would probably never walk or talk or show emotion. So here I was, a young widow, and facing the reality that I was going to have a child with severe special needs, if I was able to have a child at all, um, if he survived. And um, our son, Eli, is a miracle. And you can read more about his story on our website. He's got his own incredible story of how God has healed him. And he still has special needs, um, but he walks and he talks and he shows motion and he is a gift to me and to the world and to so many. And his special needs just make him more special. So as a widow, I was a widow for five years, um, parenting a very sick child um, through most of that. And um, um, I was afraid to be honest with God about my grief. And I was afraid to be honest with God about how mad I was at him that this happened to us. I felt like my job was like to present God on a silver platter and defend him and just say, oh, he's good. He's good. He's good. But it was out of a motivation of fear because I was scared to admit, well, what if he isn't good? What if he wouldn't be good to me? So I was reading Job. And at the end of Job, you know, we know Job gets angry with God and his friends are like, how can you do that? And I was reading the end of Job and it says, God says to Job right at the end and my Bible, then the heading, the bold letters say, God restores Job. And right under that, the first sentence is God says, my friend, Job, I want you to pray for your friends for not being honest, either with me or about me. And in that moment, I realized I had not been honest with God or about God, with my anger and my hurt and my pain. And I realized God was giving me permission that that was okay. And so I was reading Job and I saw how God called Job his friend. And I think it's the first time in, in the linear history of the Bible where God calls a human their friend. And it was in the context of this relationship that was built on Job being honest with him. And in that, I had permission to be honest about my grief. And that was the moment I began to heal. It was almost five years into my grief where I began to heal. Then I was reading Psalm 84, where it says, Blessed are those who walk through the valley of weeping. For when they walk through the valley of weeping, it doesn't say around the valley of weeping. It doesn't say beside the valley of weeping. But when they walk through the valley of weeping, it will become a place of blessing where pools of refreshment collect after the rain. And I realized that when I embrace the grief in a healthy way, in an honest way, when I feel those emotions, to me, grieving in a healthy way is making no emotion off limits. So when I was able to finally feel those emotions and bring them to the Lord, that's how I get to the other side of tragedy. That's how we heal. It's through that hard work of walking through that valley of weeping. There are pools of blessing that collect on the other side but we can't get stuck along the way. And, and that is 
where I am now. I'm many, many years into this journey of healing, many tears and many, many shaking my fists and many, many moments of being angry. But I am proof that the Lord can heal the most broken and wounded soul. Wow. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you for sharing. And I appreciate your vulnerability and your permission you're giving us because whether we have lost a spouse, been through something as horrific as what you just described, it's, it's almost hard for us to even wrap our heads around and our hearts around. We all understand loss. And especially the last two years, uh, you know, so many people have experienced great loss on scales. They didn't anticipate um, you, you think you're going to lose a loved one at 80 or 90 and that you're losing them younger to COVID to cancer to so many different situations. I would love to know what encouragement you have to someone who's listening saying, I cannot get unstuck. I, I hear you saying, be honest with God. What else do you feel like really helped you and what helped you to hang on to the goodness of God, even in the middle of that tragedy, Kelly? Yeah, that's a great question. So about nine years in, um, the anniversary of the accident, the accident happened on Halloween, so I don't really care for Halloween. Um, but that, the anniversary of the accident each year is always a really awkward day. And um, I don't really, you know, there's a day where I, it's been another year of missing my husband. It's been another year of him missing Eli growing up. But then it's also another year of like, I made it through another year. So, you know, there's this, it's the very conflicting emotions on that day. And um, I, I've remarried, fast forwarding in the story a little bit. And we have two other kids and my husband, my new husband adopted Eli. So we have three kids. And at this point, they were little kids. And so I'm a mom and, you know, mom life with laundry and muffin crumbs on the floor and groceries and the never ending list of things to do. And I just wanted to sit and have a quiet time with the Lord on this anniversary of the accident. Um, and my quiet time was brutally quiet. And I remember thinking, Lord, not today. Like, I need to have a really rich time with you today. And, and it just was like, oh, painfully quiet. And so I was ready to get up and move on to my to-do list. And I felt the Holy Spirit say, no, sit, wait. So I sat and I waited and nothing. And I was like, really, God, really? So I'm ready to get up again. I tried to get up a second time. And again, I felt his gentle nudge just saying, no, sit, wait. And I sat and I waited. And I began really slowly just kind of going through, oh, wow, God got me through another week. Um, Halloween decorations, all the stuff related to Halloween. Um, it just feels really overwhelming. And it was like, God had gotten me through that week. Wow, God had gotten me through another month of October. He'd gotten me through another year. And slowly I went in reverse through my memories. And I was so vividly aware of all the really hard times, all the nights I cried myself to sleep, all the nights I held Eli in the hospital. And I realized I couldn't find a single moment where God had abandoned me. I couldn't find a single moment in all the pain and all the hardship where God had turned his face away. And in that moment, my story changed forever. And I realized that God had entered in the mess with me and he had been actively pushing back the darkness so that I was not consumed. And I realized that we have the same God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I don't know your pain. 
those of you listening, I don't know your story, but I know our God. And I know that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he will not abandon you. And he has not abandoned you. And you might want to punch me in the face as you hear that because you think, but you don't know. How could he have been there when this happened? But what I know is the fact that you are here today, the fact that you are listening right now is a testament of his hand in your life and his faithful love providing for you. He has not turned away from you. That's so beautiful, Kelly. Thank you so much. I just feel like you really, um, you set someone free as they heard you share those words, because if we clench our fists and we, we just hang on to that anger, that bitterness, bitterness toward God, we don't want to say we're angry toward God. Um, or that he's disappointed us because we know scripture says he can't, but when we feel disappointed, we have to sit with the weight of that. And we have to let him heal, not only what happened, but the impact of what happened, like you said, it's, it's, you know, all those experiences with Eli moving forward and, and, uh, and every trigger, you know, that might bring up those painful memories that God is with us in those situations. He's God with us, which makes all the difference. So thank you so much. And you briefly touched on it, but you did find love again. And we are coming up on Valentine's day. I'm airing this right in the beginning of February, which, you know, that holds mixed emotions for people. For some people, it's their favorite day and they can't wait. And, you know, even as a young child, I remember filling out the little Valentine cards and giving them to my elementary school friends. But for others, it is just, it is not a healthy day. It's a, it's a sad day or it's a difficult day. It's a painful day or it's a day filled with longing. So I would love to know what encouragement you would have for those that are listening right now. And they have experienced loss in relationships or they don't have the relationship that they're longing for. And Valentine's day maybe is painful. What encouragement would you have from finding love again? How would you encourage them? My first thing is delay is not denial. And just because God is delaying that longing doesn't mean that he is not providing for you in this moment. Doesn't mean that where you are is a mistake. A lot of times God has to delay because he's working out what is absolutely best for you. And it might not look like you expect, but it will be good. I was a widow for five years, and I was convinced that the way to fix all my problems was for God to give me a new husband. And why did he need to wait five years? He was clearly wrong. And I struggled more in my faith through that kind of waiting than I did through the loss of my husband. It was harder for me to reconcile God's goodness in the waiting for a new husband. Wow. But it wasn't until I realized that a new husband was just a band-aid on an open heart surgery. And God was way more concerned with my healing than he was with just like slapping a band-aid on the problem because he loved me enough and he loves you enough. And um, so I can see now, you know, the gift of time is such a gift um, that I wasn't ready before um, and it wouldn't have been good. Um, but I did get remarried. My husband and I, we've been married 12 years. And like I said, he adopted Eli and we have two little children together. So now we have three kids total. Um, but a few months ago, he had quintuple bypass heart surgery. Oh, wow. There were complications 
and it lasted 14 hours. And the heart surgeon told us that he was about 10 minutes away from a very different outcome. And that was a really, really hard day because mm. I had already been a widow before. And there I was staring widowhood right in the face. Mm. And I realized something in that moment that I had never realized. I remember going to the bathroom in the hospital and just crying my eyeballs out. And I realized that God's faithfulness is not contingent on the outcomes. Mm. God's faithfulness is based on who he is. Yeah. God's faithfulness is who he is, not what he does. And he would have been just as faithful to me if my husband had passed away. That mm. wouldn't have meant that he wasn't faithful. That wouldn't have meant that he turned his face away. I know he would have provided for me. And I know he would have taken care of our children and me, even in that moment. And even in that loss and realizing that God's faithfulness is the thing that doesn't change, no matter what's happening in our circumstances, gave me the hope and freedom and courage I needed to get through that really hard day on those really hard weeks that my husband was in the ICU recovering mm. um, just a couple months ago. Wow. And what I'm hearing you say is, you know, trust, trusting God, period regardless of outcome, not attaching our sense of peace or joy or hope to, to a tangible person or thing or event or outcome, because any of those can change. We can lose anything, but when we really tether our identity, our value, our worth, our understanding of God's character to who he is, rather than just the things he can do for us, that is a that is a huge paradigm shift that so many of us need to, to take. I've experienced that paradigm shift in my own health crisis when I nearly lost my life. And you really have to come to that place of God, are you good? Even if I don't think this is good hmm. and that he is good separate from what we know is not good. We live in a flawed, broken world where sin exists, where pain exists, but it doesn't negate his goodness. Thank, thank God that we have his presence with us. And I just, I know that you've encouraged so many with your story. And if you're listening and you're waiting, what a powerful thought, Kelly, if you just share that that was actually harder on you than the loss of your husband was the, was, was the waiting. And sometimes we can in that waiting, put our hope or our longing on to the wrong thing instead of waiting for the, for the Lord. The psalmist says, my soul waits for the Lord, but my goodness, that's so hard when we want a tangible answer. So if you're listening, you're waiting, you're, you're maybe put a different frame around Valentine's day and think about God's faithfulness to you. Like Kelly did look back, look at your memories in reverse, begin to write down all the things you can be grateful for the ways God has shown himself strong on your behalf. So Kelly, your, your hope and your joy is so um, you're effervescent. That's really what you are in spite of tragedy. And it, maybe it's no more pro prominent than in your music. So let's talk for a few minutes about your music. I want to make sure people know about your music. You have performed in Iraq, in Israel, in China, and you even recorded an album in Mandarin. So I would love as a musician, I would love to know where your inspiration for songs come from and, uh, and tell us a little bit about your music, what people can expect when they purchase and, and view your, your music. Well, thank you, Angela. Um, 
I'm called and created to to sing and write songs, and I'll be the old lady at the piano with her pearls. I'll be with you. (laughs) We'll be together. (laughs) It's just I'm so I'm living my dream, and I'm so grateful every day that I get to do this. And um, I've wanted to do it as long as I can remember. Um, And I my my songs come from my experiences, and as I'm learning, and the Holy Spirit is showing me things. um, A lot of my songs are processing songs. I'm in the middle, I'm almost finished um, by the time the podcast airs, Lord willing, I will be finished um, with a new album. And this album uh, really was born out of walking through what I just shared about my husband's heart surgery. And he was in the ICU for a couple of weeks and I love to run and go on runs and I love to listen to music and process during that time. And I was running every morning around the property of the hospital and there's a lot of great songs and I, I love my playlist, but none of those songs were meeting me in those days. None of those songs were what I wanted to hear. And I realized like, those are the songs I need to write. Mm. And this album, it's the first, I think a lot of my music, it's like processing. So it's like, this is what I'm learning. But this album is the first album that's really, it's like a cheerleader album in a lot of ways. It's like what I wanted to say to my husband. It's time to stop wrestling with the wind. Your problems aren't the problem. They've never been. It's what I wanted to say to our daughter. Our daughter, actually, we all had COVID a little over a year ago, and she was one of the few children that got um, the rare childhood complication called MISC, and she was in and out of the hospital for a year and crying herself oh. to sleep right, and really sick. And, and her faith grew so much. And I have a song called Dance Among the Flowers. And when I played that for her for the first time, she's 11. She couldn't even talk. She was crying so hard because she realized God's let me go through this because he's growing me Mm. into who he wants me to be. And only the Holy Spirit could show her that. Well, we, you know, first Corinthians 12, it talks about how we've all been given gifts. And I'm realizing that the gift God has given me is a gift of healing And I was really kind of bashful and uncomfortable about that until a few years ago when I began to realize that's a responsibility I've been given to steward. Mm. And I know that my music has an anointing on it for healing. And when I sing at places, people come up to me and they tell me ways that God has healed them. And when I sang in China, people were experiencing physical healings, which was incredible Mm. and um, relationship healings and all of these things. And, um, and I'm just realizing it's not me. It's not about me. I'm just a vessel. Um, but I do know that there is an anointing on my music for healing. And this is the first album I've done where I'm aware of that. And I feel like I'm leaning into that. And so I'm really mm-hmm. excited about this record. It's called Orchids from Fire. And um, I, you're going to love it if you like Adele or Sarah Bareilles or Sarah Groves or the Greatest Showman actually was a lot of my reference songs. So it's kind of got a lot of strings, a really good beat, you know, just these epic anthems. And mm. uh, it's really filled with hope. I can't wait. Tell me the name again. Orchids from Fire. Oh, that Orchids is, from Fire. I can't <laughs> wait to hear it. And you play the ukulele on your other albums as well. So I he's do. multi-talented. Mostly because I can't throw a piano over my back. <laughs> I had to learn something that was a little easier to travel with. A little portable. I thought that I'm a keyboardist pianist and I'm like, why did I pick up the guitar? I've always got to have someone set up a keyboard for me, but. I tried the guitar, but I'm so little that a guitar looked like a, I was in like 
what's the mariachi thing? Like, <laughs> I totally get it. You are. You're, you're so, you're so <laughs> tiny. Well, I mean, I, I can't wait to hear your new album because it sounds like it's a little bit of a departure. Um, but you're going to want to like, listen to all of our music guys go out there, just follow everything that's Kelly Haddock. Tell them how they can connect with you. I know people are going to want to connect with you, hear more about you, your, your full testimony with a lot of detail that for sake of time, you weren't able to share is there on your website, as well as ways, um, to, to find your music. Of course, Instagram, you're going to want to follow her. So tell them how they can find you, connect with you and uh, get a hold of your music. Yeah. Thank you. Well, anywhere you stream music, you can find me there. Um, my name's Kelly Haddock. And so if you search for that, hopefully I will come up. <laughs> And um, I'm very active on Instagram, like Angela said, and um, I, my goal is to bring hope to that space and hope to you. And so you can find me at Kelly Haddock Music on Instagram. Um, and then my website is kellyhaddock.com, which will be linked somewhere near wherever you're listening to this podcast. And I also really love to do live events. And I have missed so much getting to do mm-hmm. that uh, because of COVID. And so if you have a church or women's event or any, any type of event coming up, please consider booking me. I love to sing and speak and share um, my passion about people experiencing God's goodness in a tangible way. And so um, a great way to connect with me is to have me out in person. <laughs> I love it. And guys, her name is I-E-K-E-L-L-I-E, Haddock, H-A-D-D-O-C-K. And I'll put everything in my show notes how to reach her on Instagram, her website, her music, just follow all things Kelly. And I'm telling you, if you just need a daily dose of hope and encouragement and just the effervescent joy that bubbles out of you, it's so obvious the hand of God is on your life. Kelly, thank you for the way you're making life matter. You could have, you could have said that was it. You could have shaken your fist at God and been bitter and angry. And, and to be honest, many of us probably would have felt like you were justified and and we would have, we would have understood, but then you would have missed out on so much beauty that God has revealed in you and through you. And we would be missing out on what he's doing through you and the way that you're connecting. So thank you for allowing your pain, um, to become a platform for God's glory to be displayed through you, because that's really what it is, is his glory is on display through you. And it's so evident. And, uh, and so I'm blessed to, to know you and uh, connect with you. And I know our listeners are so blessed to have been able to hear from you tonight. So would you pray for us as well, Kelly, as we close our time, pray for our listeners, especially those who might be in a season of waiting or longing or processing loss And uh, thank you for the ways that you've encouraged our hearts tonight. Thank you, Angela. You're very kind. Holy God, we know that you are good. And I pray for those that are questioning your goodness or for those that might not be able to feel your goodness. I pray that you would reveal your goodness to them in a fresh and tangible way. I pray that your Holy Spirit would draw near and remove the veil from the hearts of every person listening, that we would encounter you, the living God, in a fresh way, in a real way. And I pray that you would set people free, God, from the pain and the bondage and the weariness and the boredom and the monotony that draws our hearts down and away from you. I pray that we would experience revival and coming more alive 
and who you are and who you've called and created us to be. So God, I pray blessing over each person listening today that you would fill their hearts with more of your love. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining the conversation. If you've been inspired to make life matter, share a review and subscribe at cpnshows.com or anywhere you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Connect with me at angeladenadio.com, Facebook at Angela Donatio VOV, and Instagram at Angela Donatio. Until next week, let's make life matter.